Hello, nerds. We're brought to you by Proper Cloth. Proper Cloth is a premium quality, perfect fitting shirt that you can buy over at propercloth.com. Now, here's the thing. When we're getting emails from you guys, a lot of common questions are, how should I dress for my date? How can I look really good and really proper for my date in a way that will impress her? Here's the thing. There's really no right or wrong answer, but if you're wanting to leave a really great impression, Proper Cloth is going to help you with that. Now, six months back, they asked me to try out one of their shirts and they said, our shirts will last a while. Yes, they do cost a little bit more than your standard shirts, but they will last you a lot longer and that dollar will go a lot farther than it would with a bunch of these other shirts, which will rip, which will tear, which will look worn down and ratty after a few washes. Not with proper cloth. Not only is it custom fitted to fit your body in a way that's going to make you look great because that's the thing fitting clothes really does matter you don't want a shirt that looks too big on you or a shirt that looks too small on you and with proper cloth they make sure that the shirt looks perfectly fit on you so it is properly conforming to your size and shape which is great that's what you need now here's the thing these shirts do cost a little bit more and the quality is in the pricing of course but we're here to help if you use gift code nerds and love at checkout you will get twenty dollars off your first custom shirt now again these shirts do last a lot while but we're going to give you a little bit of a discount here so that you can get the shirt that you need and get into a shirt that's going to get you more dates and hopefully more success in your dating life so check out propercloth.com see what kind of shirts they have and hopefully you can find one that will get you farther in your dating life with that said let's get on with the show thanks for your time She won't get married because she's never been in love. Andy's really hot. And don't get me wrong, you're cute too, but Andy is like cut from Marvel. He's gorgeous. He's like this beautiful face and this incredible body, and I genuinely don't care that he's kind of lame. For a lot of people, love isn't just a slogan. And if he hits you again, you tell me. I'd be forced to knock his teeth out. I don't think that would be such a good idea. He's big. I'm sorry. It's written into my character to do it, so I do it. What do you mean love? You mean a big lightning bolt to the heart where you can't eat and you can't work and you just run off and get married and make babies. Wait, wait, wait. Don't leave. Don't leave, please. I could use your help. Take this quarter. Go downtown and have a rat gnaw that thing off your face. Good day to you, madam. Have you been single for far too long? Are you out of touch with the dating game? Regardless of your plight, we're here to help. Put your hands together for the crew of the Nerds in Love podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Nerds and Love podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD, who you can find at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thanks for asking. It's uh, it's a lovely Monday here in Vancouver. It was very strange, though, because we had fog roll in in the morning, and it never let up. Like, even now, it's still foggy. Oh. Yeah, it's very uh, horror movie-esque. So, so. Yeah, it adds a lot of ambiance. Yeah. Well, it's strange because normally the, the, the fog will burn out 
or burn up after like around 10 or 11 in the morning but here it was like 2 or 3 p.m i'm looking out i'm like still foggy strange so have you is there anything different going on in vancouver maybe people are smoking more spaceships landing or (laughs) i like that Whenever it's foggy in Vancouver, I just imagine it's just a bunch of people smoking pot. That's what it is. <laughs> oh, because it's, it's totally legal where you're at, right? Yeah. So you, That's right. Yeah. So, all right. That, so, that it might be possible. It. You know what? You can never tell with Vancouverites. <laughs> I do have to give a plug for Vancouver. It's a beautiful city and everyone should go visit. So. Yep. Now that weed's legal, you can... You definitely will want to come check it out. No, I'm just kidding. There you go. Um, but yeah, before we dive into the uh, questions this week, uh, it's a good reminder that this podcast is not a substitute for mental health treatment. So if you are in need of such, be sure to seek out the right mental health professional. There's plenty out there, including stuff herself. So definitely a lot of people you can reach out to if you need to. But that doesn't stop us from helping people including larry larry says nerds i've been dating for nine months now and i've been i have not been finding any success i figured a few bad dates were expected but i haven't gotten a second date in nine months also i figured that i should work on myself to portray a more confident self after kurt mentioned this on the last show it got me thinking any thoughts on where to start larry I kind of wonder where are you meeting people? Are you going to different places or is it just online? Is it just at bars or events or hobby related? Yeah. If it's all for one source, I'd vary it up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, also to meeting people that are going to be with similar interest to you would be a good way to do it. I mean, if you're just going to like a bar or something where, you know, people might not have the same interest as you, maybe that could be part of it. Um, but obviously, I mean, it goes without saying that, yeah, putting in a little bit of self-care is going to, you know, help you not only feel great, but also portray the best version of yourself too. So certainly, I mean, not to say you have to go too crazy with it, but certainly there's a baseline there. And the problem is, is like, you know, whenever I get, we get an email like this, it's hard to know, like, what exactly are you putting into your self-care or like, are you washing and bathing every day? Are you washing your face? A lot of people don't even wash their face. Uh, you know, what are you doing with your nails? Like, it, there's a lot of things that we take for granted as being simple self-care things that people don't, well, some people don't even do those, right? So it's hard to know what exactly you're doing to say, well, you need to improve on this. So um, I don't know, like it's, how do I make a recommendation when I don't know what exactly you are or aren't doing? Um, but it might be worth, uh, visiting like a dermatologist and maybe seeing like skin wise, if there's anything that can be done. Uh, I think we made the same recommendation last week where it was like, yeah, visit a dermatologist mm-hmm. and maybe see what exactly is going on skin wise. Um, going for a manicure or pedicure hate to say this but sometimes those could be really delightful as well some people are maybe scoff especially guys may scoff at the idea of going for a manicure or pedicure you don't have to go all the time but maybe just to see hey what's your nail and foot hand situation like you know they can definitely give you an idea where to start or even get you to again that baseline of where you should be and then you could just maintain it yourself some people have the perception that you have to go and get a manicure pedicure all the time you don't maybe it's about just getting you to that state where you can maintain it yourself so something like that to keep in mind 
um, clothes. I think we've made the recommendation before, but it's always good to like maybe invest in like a nice pair of khakis and a button up shirt for a date. Something that's not too formal, but something shows that you put in a bit of effort, stuff like that. But yeah, any other thoughts? I would say for more confidence self, also, um, I back up everything you say, and then also um, just act as if. Yeah. So sometimes if you just tell yourself, I'm, I'm, I always tell people to say, I'm, I'm calm, confident, and I forget what the other word is. <laughs> I knew what it was. But some, if you say to yourself, like, I'm calm and confident, sometimes you start acting like that. Yeah. So I would say try doing that. Um, affirmations are really helpful. Uh, they may sound kind of goofy to you when you first do them, but your brain doesn't care. Your brain just knows that you're telling yourself positive stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it's I'm calm, cool, and confident, I think is what I have people say. That sounds right. Yeah. And uh, even just your posture, the way you stand makes a difference. So uh, so as far as being more confident, it's it's kind of about just pretending you're confident, and that's how you wind up being confident. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I was also thinking too, you know, we've talked about side effect of online dating is that people quickly the next person. So, so it might not even be you. It just might be the thing that there's this myth of if you don't have instant connection with someone, then that's not the right person. So mm-hmm. uh, people are used to instant gratification with online dating. So they don't always get to know someone. So, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe it's you, maybe it's not. It's possible. Yeah. So, so that's what I was thinking. It, it very where you're meeting people. It's you know we talk over and over again about being involved in things uh, like hobbies and things that you enjoy, and that's a good way to meet people that you have more in common with. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And the thing is too is like it, it, confidence is one of those things where everyone has a certain point where they get there. Uh, and not everyone gets there at the same path or at the same time. So it's really just making sure that you're sort of, yeah, getting there, uh, in a way that makes you feel good and makes you feel confident in yourself. So, um, yeah, best of, best of luck, Larry, and, uh, let us know how your, uh, efforts go. You can let us know at mailbag at three nerds.com. Give us an update. It goes for all the listeners. Give us an update. We always appreciate it. Um, Next, oh, actually, did you want to read uh, Derek's email there? Sure, I'd love to. So, nerds have been dating this girl for a bit now, five weeks. She's a recovering alcoholic, so it's hard to bring her to bars or restaurants. After the second week, we just start staying in and ordering in. I don't mind, but I would like to get to the point where we can go out. This is mildly important to me. Is is there any, like, are there any recommendations for how to accomplish this, Derek? Derek, uh, it really depends on her stage of recovery, and... The point to where you can go out really depends on her. So you can only do so much. And I was wondering if you have talked to her about your concerns. Obviously, you guys have talked about her recovering alcoholism. Uh, So I would just be, we talked about being open and honest and saying, you know, hey, I have some concerns. You know, I'd I'd really like to go out to a restaurant, maybe not a bar, because you want to maybe stay away from places where alcohol is the central event, like in a bar. Mm-hmm. Restaurants a little bit different, but there's also a lot of stuff you can do that doesn't involve alcohol. Um, it could be that she's concerned that the smell of alcohol might trigger her. So I would really talk more about where she is in the recovery process. Uh, and it just might be that's part of that she prefers it to not be around alcohol that might trigger her into behavior. So, but it, it, I'm wondering also, is this re, is this a restriction imposed by her or is this something that that you think she needs 
Mm-hmm. So I was assuming more was something that she's requested. Um, but I would also take a look at the her recovery is her recovery and that you want to make sure that you're, you have good, healthy boundaries. And mm-hmm. the other concern I guess I have is that um, there are a lot of places where like I, I came up with the idea of, well, you could like go to a ceramic painting place. And I'm like, but then they have wine night mm-hmm. some nights. So I would talk about kind of what what the limits are or what about if you go to a friend's party and they have alcohol there. So mm-hmm. you haven't said how long she's been in recovery and recovering is an ongoing process. So I just be more honest with her and say, or not more honest, but be honest with her and say, Hey, I, I really want to take you to a restaurant and I'm wondering when that would be okay. I'm guessing there might be some restaurants somewhere where you live that don't serve alcohol. Maybe not many, mm-hmm. but that way you can go out to eat. And, and also, is it okay if, if you drink? in front of her have you guys talked about that can you have a beer or glass of wine when you when you're out with her mm-hmm. so i think those are all things you gotta kind of talk about together uh and it's just something that it's it's kind of complex so again again what are your boundaries and and what's your limit like if she says you know i don't think i can ever go to a bar or restaurant again are you going to be okay with that or is that kind of a deal breaker for you mm-hmm so what do you think? Um, so it's kind of one of those loaded questions where I'm like, ah, there's a lot <laughs> going on here. Um, I think first and foremost, it's always recommended Derek to fully understand what alcoholism can entail in terms of it as a disease. Uh, and I don't mean necessarily just you know, looking up online what it is, but getting a full understanding of what it entails for uh, your partner and for you. Uh, And maybe this involves asking her questions and discussing with her what alcoholism is for her. Uh, Maybe it's looking it up online. Maybe it might be worth you attending uh, an Alcoholics Anonymous group meeting. I'm assuming that she's probably attending these meetings. And as such, it might be good for you to attend one to not only just understand what the disease means for her, but what it means for others and how they uh, work with something like that. And it might be worth even for you to ask questions on how uh, you could hypothetically you know, work on getting her to this point where, you know, she's comfortable going there and getting advice from people who have dealt with this disease. Um, At the same time, too, I think, you know, that's something that you can do to sort of get some information on it. But I think what really is going to be important is to make sure that whenever you go to a restaurant or something like that, or even a bar, that alcohol is not the central focus of your time. And, Steph kind of mentioned bars are difficult to go to because regardless of what your efforts are going to be at a bar, what's going to be the primary focus? Alcohol. Um, So, I mean, it's kind of going to be near impossible for you to go to a bar and have alcohol not be the central point. Um, But maybe, you know, when you go to a restaurant, you maybe find one that doesn't serve alcohol. Or maybe you can just maybe make a comment to the waiter of, hey, we're not interested in drinking tonight. Please don't offer any alcohol or something like that. Um, Try to put in some efforts to make sure that the alcohol is not the central focus. 
and that you remove any possibilities of a relapse. Uh, you know, it is possible that it may happen and you got to be prepared that it might be the case and that she may say no to something because she thinks that a relapse is possible. So be prepared that this may be the case. But I think at the end of the day, you know, doing your best to understand and making sure that there's not a huge focus on the possibilities of a relapse and making sure that you're removing any sort of stressors or things that will bring that up will make sure that she's uh, feeling more confident in these situations and she'll be more willing to go out to restaurants and stuff like that because from mm. the sounds of it she's maybe not going out to these places maybe because she thinks that there will be these stressors the there will be these things that bring it up and she's wanting to avoid those so making sure that you can find a way to bring her into situations where the those stressors are not there will do, do uh you both of you wonders to getting both of you what you need but there's a lot here to dive into and i really think it's going to be a process that involves both of you and also getting feedback from other people in similar situations and, and she can also talk to her sponsor, too, if, if yeah. she has a, a sponsor uh, and is in a program like Alcoholics Anonymous and see mm -hmm. what her sponsor says about these situations, uh, because part of, of treatment in recovery is that it is to not isolate yourself. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like you guys are isolating yourselves. So that can actually kind of backfire when you're in recovery if you try to stay away from something for so long. Uh, so that and uh, the. The organization you're talking about, I think you're mentioning Al-Anon, and Al-Anon's for partners of recovering alcoholics or any family members of recovering alcoholics. Uh, and it's, it's also for people that are active alcoholics as well. So uh, that would be a, that might be a good question to pose to someone that's affiliated with Al-Anon as to how do you handle this situation? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, is it okay with your girlfriend if you go to a party and you bring beer with you? Uh, mm -hmm. Is that going to be an issue if you go out and buy beer? So I mean, I mean, that, like things like that are things that you want to talk about ahead of time. And maybe get somebody else's input, someone else that that is in a relationship with recovering alcohol. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, uh, best elector to you and your uh, partner there. All uh, right. Next email is going to be from Brad. Brad says, nerds, I emailed in a couple years ago. I had met a girl and we went for a walk along a beach trail. We found a gazebo where we hooked up. Now we're engaged and I wanted to follow up to let you know of our engagement. If it, I didn't email in, I am not too sure if we'd be together. Brad. Well, Yay. I remember this email too because I remember we were kind of. Oh busy. yeah, is this before me? Yeah. Is this, is this BS before Stephanie? This would have been 2016, if I'm not mistaken. So. Oh, so I can't take credit, but I can still be happy for Brad. Yay! Yeah. So what was Brad's email? I remember he remember? emailed in. and He was like, "Oh, I actually looked up his email address too in the email, and I found the old email, and he basically." He oh was, yeah. Yeah, he. Uh, he went on a date with this girl and they had sex in a gazebo on the first date. And he was worried that, you know, it might've, it might impact their relationship if, uh, you know, they, they had sex and he was kind of wondering if it meant that there would basically not be a relationship. And I think I remember us saying, no, I mean, you can have sex on a first date and still have a relationship. So obviously you proved that you proved that correct. 
Yeah, so and then you can title this podcast "The Magic of Gazebos." The magic of I like it. The magic of gazebos. <laughs> gazebo magic. <laughs> well, that's exciting, Brad. Congratulations. Yeah, I remember too. After that, we had a lot of people being like, "I like this idea of having sex in gazebos," and it became a thing for a while where people were just emailing and being like, "I had sex in a gazebo too." And eventually, are you kidding? Like, or are you serious? I'm serious. We had people being really. Like, <laughs> we were like, "Do we start like a gazebo <laughs> thing?" Like, this is very strange. We don't get <laughs> we don't get those emails anymore. But I remember where it was like, "See, we have a gazebo in my town, but it's like it's like it has floodlights on." <laughs> <laughs> probably, yeah, probably, probably not, not the, the most. Uh, that's the gazebo I picture. That's probably not the gazebo that you guys are talking about. Yeah, probably not the most discreet place for sexual intercourse. <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember people being like, "Oh, I went on a date. I thought I'd bring her by a gazebo, and uh, she was game for it." I'm like, "Oh, great! Well, we got all these people." <laughs> the aphrodisiac nature of gazebos. There's yeah. probably some some architectural journal. It's got an, arch- got an article about like the the aphrodisiac nature of gazebo. Yeah. Well, and the thing is too is now that we've mentioned it, I'm fairly certain we're now going to get a flood of emails of people being like, "Well, I thought I'd try this," and three uh, <laughs> times. I got arrested. <laughs> I uh, I was getting so sick of those emails because it was like constantly really like, just people being okay. Like, I feel like I feel like you're kind of putting me out a little bit, but then I also believe this too. Oh, I can probably pull up the episode where it was. <laughs> oh, no, that's okay. I'll believe you. Because, <laughs> yeah, gazebos were a, 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 a hot new trend on this podcast for a while until people just eventually, yeah, just stopped. And I was really glad. And now now you've brought it back. So uh, thank you, Brad, because now I'm fairly certain people will start having confidence in proposing sex uh, in a gazebo now. So. Did you also get emails from gazebos saying, you know, this is this is kind of over the top and we don't really appreciate this? (laughs) No, but they were probably wondering why people started searching up gazebos more. So (laughs) is gazebos are like, can I get a night off, please? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Here I'm looking it up. There was one, two, three, four, five episodes where we had emails from people. You can look these up. Uh, Nerds in Love, yeah. you look fat. We can fuck in a gazebo. That's that's one episode. Nerds in what? Love, yo, you, me, in a gazebo. Nerds in Love, gazebo <laughs> Gabe. Nerds in Love, gazebo babies. Nerds in Love, gaze- return of the gazebo. Um, Are you kidding? Really? There are all these gazebo people? Yeah, the gazebo thing was a thing, and now it's back. So I, I read this, and I was really not wanting to include this email. I'll be honest, Brad, because I, I know what what kind of ideas it spurs in these listeners of ours, but you know what? But hey, if it adds, you know, some spontaneity to people's lives and yeah, why not? Sure. I mean, just, just here's the thing, listeners, there's beds, beds are beds serve many purposes, including sexual purposes. So just, just putting that out there. doesn't have to be a gazebo. Just saying, you don't know where, where, who's been sitting in those seats. Just saying, (laughs) Right. But we also talk about wanting variety and novelty, so it's true. I don't know. Well, listeners, but yeah, yeah, you can you can cut the gazebo some slack. I mean, you need to rest. Yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking too. Kids are gonna sit in those gazebos too. You know, true stuff like that. Yeah. Anyways, congratulations, Brad. It's really the gist of this. Uh, <laughs> Brad's like, I just want to tell him a great news. <laughs> 
Yay, Brad! Yay, Brad, and also yay for me because now I'm almost guaranteeing that people are. We've given hundreds, hundreds of people ideas, and that's now. Anyways, um, do you want to read Kaylee's email? Sure. Kaylee's got good news too. So, nurse, I started dating my boyfriend a year ago. We since graduated, settled in our careers. I'm considering moving in with him, but I think I I want to think through it before I do. Anything I should be thinking about. We get along well and have told each other that we love each other for the past five months and met each other's friends and family. Kaylee. Kaylee, the, the first thing that came to my mind is just division of paying bills. Who pays what? Are you going to split it right down the middle? Are you going to pay some of the bills, like electricity and cable, and he's going to pay for another bill? Or I would figure that out ahead of time. Um, yeah. I'm assuming that you've been staying over each other's places, so you're kind of used to sleeping in the same bed. Uh, and also I would look at, you know, what's your alone time versus your together time. Cause when you live together, uh, you have to make a more concerted effort for alone time. So I would just take a look at that and maybe, um, you may know that already. Uh, and that may work really well. You may need the same amount of alone together time. Um, and then, um, another issue is that usually when people live together, the, the couples I have come in. They keep separate accounts, uh, but some do have joint accounts. So I would just be careful about that. Uh, and maybe if you want to do that, maybe talk to your bank or talk to an attorney even um, just to see what the um, kind of risks and benefits are of you having a joint account. And I would just be careful with that because whenever there's a joint account, you have the potential of, of getting into arguments about money more often. So, um, mm. so good luck. And uh, sounds like you'll be fine. So yeah. yeah, I would just divide up, uh, and also maybe even talk about division of chores. And one of the easy ways to do this is you talk about which chores you like to do and don't like to do, and then they talk about what chores they like to do and don't like to do, and then you divvy things up that way. Yeah. So yeah, a good relationship usually consists of somebody that likes to load the dishwasher and somebody that is okay with unloading the dishwasher. So your yep. dishwasher seem to be central. Whenever I have couples come in for couples therapy, the dishwasher figure somewhere in there. So, you know, a good relationship is someone that's okay with loading. Yeah. Okay with unloading. And when you can match up with those kind of chores, you know, one of you doesn't like to vacuum, but the other one does. Uh, yeah. That makes life a lot easier. And you can also talk about what's, what do you consider to be an equal distribution of household chores or even, you know, just write down all the household chores. Um, are you going to have pets? Who's going to walk the dog the Dog together? Um, and I would just talk about that too. Are you going to get a pet in the future? So yeah, there you go. Is there an expectation that you're going to live a certain, uh, live together a certain amount of time uh, before you get engaged or married? Um, you know, some, you don't have to do that, but uh, it could be something that you're thinking about. It could be something that he's thinking about. So that's also something to talk about ahead of time as well, because you want to look at what expectations are already in place and to talk about each other's expectations to make sure that they match. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. Um, I think the biggest thing is, um, preparing for the fact that you may break up and coming up with a contingency plan for how you're going to handle that. Uh, it may be uncomfortable to bring it up or uncomfortable to hear, but ultimately you need to be prepared for what happens if this doesn't work. Uh, maybe it's a case where you take inventory of what items are yours and which items are theirs. 
but you should come up with one with a way of cleanly understanding hey if something goes wrong this is what we're this is what's being split this is who's who mm-hmm. and nobody really likes to do that but i think in a mature relationship the understanding is is that yeah you have something just in case and you don't know if uh you know if this other how this other person may receive it but i think just being mature and respectful about it and saying hey you know if this doesn't work we need to understand what's going to happen with her with our items uh with her stuff mm-hmm. stuff like that um i agree about divvying up the responsibilities of the household chores etc uh, household expenses as well who's going to handle which bill um, it might be just cleaner for one person to maybe handle your utilities bill while one other person handles like the uh, the telephone bill or something like that and you know uh, finding ways to sort of give you know one bill to one person is a good way of doing it um, also finances as well are you going to be splitting finances or are you going to be having joint accounts uh, it might be worth having a joint account and maybe some separate accounts just in case. Um, but also at the end of the day, I think the real big thing here is why do you want to move in together? Um, you should really be discussing this and I don't, let me go back to the email here, but, um, you say you're considering moving in, but I don't think you've necessarily indicated why you want to move in. And really, at the end of the day, you shouldn't just be moving in because you feel like it's an obligation or something you need to do. But at the end of the day, you shouldn't feel like you have a solid reason for moving in. You know, is it that you are both going to enrich each other's lives by living together, that you're going to make each other's lives easier and reduce on stress? What exactly is your reason for moving in together? You should really be discussing that and finding out why you two want to be moving in together. And make sure that the reason is a good one and not just, well, we've been together for X number of months, we should move in. This goes for anything, really, not just moving in, but, you know, getting married, you know, having kids. Why are you doing these things? Why? What is your motivation here? Uh, You need to find that out and make sure that that reason is a solid one and not just a committal one that you feel, hey, we've reached X milestone, we should now, you know move in together it shouldn't be that it should never be that in my opinion it should you should have a solid reason for why you want to move in and make sure that you know each of your reasons really is something that the other person is uh fine with and they can accept so yeah and i also say another pitfall i see people fall into is they say well we spend all our time together anyway so this is just cheaper if we just live together exactly and i yeah and i find that that doesn't always work out so well so and mm-hmm. I think also, like you said, you're thinking about what's going to happen if this doesn't work out. I think that's actually freeing for people when they talk about that. Uh, I think it makes it less scary, uh, which means you also, I think, tend to maybe put more effort into making it work because you've talked about what would happen if it, you know, it's more real. Um, so, uh, yeah, I would look at if one of you leaves, how are you going to pay the rent? And- yeah. Uh, and can you, you know, does your place sublease, you know, will mm-hmm. they let you sublease to someone else if your partner leaves? Yeah. So just stuff like that. What's going to happen if one of you loses your job? What's the contingency plan? Do you have savings built up? So um, it's, it's, um, it's a learning process. And I, I think it can go really, again, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it, as long as you talk about this stuff ahead of time, and, and I'll just say too, I mean, sometimes people haven't talked about it, they've done, but I think you have a, a greater 
chance for success if you talk about these kind of sticky topics ahead of time. And you can just say to each other, you know, hey, this is really awkward to talk about since, you know, we're going to be living together. Let's just kind of talk about, you know, sometimes things don't work out. And and I think if you just call it what it is, which is awkward, um, I think that that makes the conversation much easier. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the thing is, too, is I feel like the fact, Kaylee, that you're emailing in shows that you're willing to be prepared and take the steps mm-hmm. necessary. So that's a good sign. I mean, yes. there's many people who would just move in and not even want, even take into consideration these things. So the fact that you're emailing in shows positive signs that you're at least willing and open to, to discussing these things, which I think is a great sign. So exactly. The fact that you're saying, Hey, what are some ways that this could you know work or what should we pay attention to? I think you're already way ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, next email is from Christine. Christine says, nerds, I visited Chicago for a work conference in November and I met a guy. I live in Dallas, so I returned home and we've been Facebook messaging. After Christmas, he has been pushing to meet up. I don't mind, but I don't know if I like him enough to commit to going to Chicago or even meeting in the middle. Is this selfish of me or a sign that it's not going to work? Uh, I don't think it's a sign that you're being selfish. I think you're facing the reality and looking internally at what you think your feelings are for this person and honestly i mean when the stakes are maybe perhaps a you know hundred plus dollar flight ticket and who knows what else you're now starting to question whether you actually want to commit to this and that's relatively healthy to be acknowledging that so i mean if you don't think it's worth your time then you should be following those instincts and maybe not quite you know making that commitment to visiting this person that's just my opinion but what do you think steph i was wondering if you call each other so you say Mm. that you message on facebook and i think that there's you don't get to know someone just by sending messages so if you haven't talked to each other on phone i'd really encourage you to do that Mm. uh because that will tell you more about how you guys get along and Chrissy, I feel like you have quite a few doubts because you're emailing us about it. So I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's, um, I think you said it was a selfish view to meet in the middle or something or, or like she's asking if it's like selfish. Is it selfish of me to, to even to meet in the middle or not? Meeting in the middle is fine. I think that's reasonable. Uh, Dallas and Chicago. Doesn't... I don't know what your halfway point is there, but. Oklahoma City. I don't. Um, but she's even saying she doesn't even want to commit to that. So she's. I think yeah. she's asking if it's selfish that she doesn't want to meet either in Chicago or halfway. Yeah. I do. You, I, I get the feeling, Christine, that that you're having feelings that you owe him something, and you could message with somebody for a while and still just not feel like it's going to work out, and that's okay. You never owe anybody anything. Um, so I would make sure that you don't fall into that trap. There's also this this idea of the sunken cost fallacy. And what that means is that you feel like you put time into this so that you have to do X, Y, Z, even if your intuition is telling you that it's not a great idea. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to cut your losses and move on. You yeah. are not obligated to file through just because you invested time. This yeah. could have been someone that was just fun to talk with or maybe you hooked up in November. And it's just not going to work out. Um, it sounds like you're you're pretty concerned about whether this is something you want to do. So I would say, sounds like you're leaning towards not doing it. Um, if you do meet up, 
it sounds like because you're not uh, my feeling is you would have already probably met up or again you would have been emailing us about it but i would say if you are going to meet up make sure you choose stay in a separate hotel room Mm -hmm. um because just in case um and that you don't feel pressured or he doesn't feel pressured but it is never selfish of you to make a decision that's in your best interest that is never selfish yeah all right well i think uh christine have a lot to think about it and all the best uh i think either way you know whatever decision you go with i i really think that you're uh, ultimately making the right decision you know if you're in the comfort zone that you you know want to ultimately end up being in so all right uh next up is an email from kyle oh wait i don't think i just read christine's email did you want to read kyle's email Ah, sure. Nerds, it's my girlfriend's birthday in a month. She uses her my computer every so often, and she was logged into Amazon. I saw her wish list. I was thinking of buying her things off her wish list, but is this an invasion of privacy? I don't want to come across like a creep, Kyle. Kyle, um, there's different levels of creepiness, invasion of privacy. Looking through her phone is one that's a different level. Um, if she left her wish list up on Amazon. I don't think that's an issue. I would would address with her maybe and say, "Hey, I saw your wish list. Do you, can I get you something on there?" Um, yeah, it's not the most romantic thing, but if you give her something on the wish list, she's you're gonna have to explain how you got it. Because if she's like, "Oh, how did you know I had this on my wish list?" and then you're busted. So, um, I now if you went into Amazon, you were looking up wish list, public wish list. I'm assuming it depends on the person's level of privacy everybody's got different levels of what's okay and what's not okay for their partner to see she it sounds like you have a feeling it might be an invasion of privacy that she might have those boundaries set up and and boundaries are great just everybody has different boundaries of of what's okay and what's not mm-hmm. so i would say that you could say hey i saw your wish list and can i get you something on there um or be prepared for explaining why now i would say that it's probably easier for you just to say that you saw her wish list and ask her if she wants something for there or you could just do the what do you want for your birthday yep that's another way around just say what do you want for your birthday and maybe that stuff on the wish list is stuff that she wants her family to buy her for holidays mm-hmm. so uh I, yeah i would just ask her what she wants for her birthday and again i think people get in this thing of well if i ask them then it's not romantic no i think it's more that if you ask them what they want then you get a good idea and you're more likely to get them a gift that they're actually going to use instead of something that sits on a shelf. So, uh, yeah, I don't. It sounds like you're wondering, like you're kind of bored me, creepy. So I would just ask her if she wants. Her. Maybe I'm being way too practical here, but wouldn't it be just easier to get her like an Amazon gift card? But yeah, if Maybe. it's it's just their. I don't know how long you guys have been together. Gift cards are tricky because while the person can get something that they want with a gift card, it also can be interpreted as you not spending a lot of time thinking about what they might want or paying attention during the year as what they might want. It depends on the person. Because here's the thing. If there's the moral or ethical dilemma of do I utilize this this list to get her what she wants 
you could just say even too like I you know wasn't too sure what to get you but I thought I would just get you a gift card so you can buy what you want um that might not be a bad avenue to go just because in that way she can use that to buy things off her wish list um the other thing too mm-hmm. is if you say get her something off her wish list do you need to acknowledge why or how you know that she wants that like is that going to be something that's a big issue um like because that's the thing like at the end of the day is she going to be angry that you saw the wish list and i can't really answer that i don't, I don't know if we really could but um yeah i think if you wanted to play it safe you could just get her an amazon gift card like do you think of it this way do you know that she orders off amazon frequently enough that you could at least say you know hey here's an amazon gift card because my whole thing is can you at least do something for her and acknowledge you know that you know she maybe wants to get something off amazon without maybe acknowledging it the other thing is too is are you necessarily in the wrong for viewing her wish list um i mean if she was logged into Amazon, but it wasn't on her wish list page, and you were navigating around her Amazon with her logged in to going to her wish list, that's different than if you just open up your computer and her wish list is up there, and mm-hmm. it was already there when you get there. Um, just because then at least you could say, well, I loaded it and it was logged in. You know, I'm assuming that you logged out. I mean, I'm, I would presume as much, but you, only you would know that. But if it was already on her wish list and you just see things that are on there, I don't think there's anything wrong with just saying, hey, I loaded up the computer one day. I saw that your wish list was up. Uh, you know, I logged out and, you know, but I thought I saw a couple items on there that I know you wanted. So I got you those. But it ultimately comes down to what did you did. And obviously if you're navigating through her Amazon while it's logged in and you go there, I mean, whether, whatever your intentions are or not, you were, you're in the wrong there. I mean, nobody should really be doing that. If you, and this goes for every listener, if you log into someone's account and you're logged in there, don't just go browsing around. Even if your intentions are good, don't log out. Um, Cause you might see what she got you for your birthday. And that's a bummer. Well, and that's just also just a huge privacy thing too. I mean, who right, knows? Right. I mean, that's the other thing too. But I yeah, mean, if the privacy isn't getting you, just think like you may see stuff out there you don't want to see. So, so I guess like we don't have enough answers here, Kyle, as to what exactly was that situation. You would say, I don't want to be a creep. Well, were you a creep? Like, did you log in and go to her wish list, whether you intended to or not? I mean, you if you did. If you did do that, then yes. I mean, I'm going to just be flat out and say you were a creep. You shouldn't have been doing that. Uh, And if that's the case, then acknowledge, uh, treat it like you didn't see it at all and get her something else. If it was already. Yeah, and I'd say that there's levels of creepiness. And again, looking through her Facebook messages or her Facebook period or looking at your phone is a different level. But yeah, again, if her wish list was open, it may have actually been, and she left it on your computer, it may have actually been a hint to you. Uh, that's the other thing too right and but that's tricky so that's where you would say hey you know i i know you probably wish list on amazon is there you know anything i can get you on there um and again if she post if she left it up and you could even talk to her be honest and say hey so i on your computer i saw um that you were on amazon i saw your wish list was up and and i hope you don't mind but i kind of looked through it i was wondering can i get you blah 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 for your birthday uh, the I would tread lightly with a gift card, but if you're going to do a gift card, I would also add something else, like going out to dinner. 
because that a gift card can be interpreted different ways. It doesn't always go over well for people. Mm-hmm. So I think you know your relationship and you know if she's going to be okay with that. Some people are perfectly happy with gift cards. Some are not. So can I would just ask her what she wants. And take the information she got from the wish list as maybe a fodder for what you can get her in the future. Because mm-hmm. now you maybe have a better idea what she'd like. But again, if you do get her something from the wish list and you do not say that she saw on the wish list, you're still going to have to explain yourself because it's going to seem pretty odd that you got her something that's exactly what she asked for and she's going to know. So, but again, yeah, she could have put that up there for a reason, but, you know, just check. And there's also the possibility too that you could just ask her, hey, uh, do you mind if I, if you share with me your Amazon wish list? There's always that too. You could just ask and say, hey, you know, what exactly, uh, you know, can I, can I see your list to maybe get some ideas? There's nothing wrong with that either, but yeah. Right. And I don't know how common Amazon gift lists are, but if, if you and your friends are, Kyle, are pretty, it's a pretty common practice. That's not going to seem odd that you say, Hey, can I get you some of your gift list? But if, if that's not something that you guys usually do is have gift lists, then I kind of also, She's might know why you're asking. Does that make sense? Yeah, you you can also Amazon. Uh, you can search for a wish list too. There's a find a wish list feature. Uh, you just enter the person's name, and then you can see if it's public or not. So, um, what you can do is even just try searching up her name and seeing if it comes up in the public uh, in the public. Uh, Thing there because if it does then it's a moot point because i mean if it's publicly accessible then you're not creeping but like for instance right. i actually just tested it for myself i searched up my wish list so if you typed in my name you could find my wish list so um, and you can send gifts too <laughs> just saying listeners there's a few items on there i wouldn't mind hint hint wink wink if you want to thank her for all the wonderful advice he's given exactly. you over the years but no you can even try that too um you can get my gazebo is a gazebo on your wish list definitely not let's see if i search up your name if i can (laughs) see anything for staff now i'm really curious now i'm just searching people up oh no there's no i think i have one i think i have one with my book with my books on it (laughs) by the way listeners you know what you can buy steph her own book that's oh yeah buy a gasoline book for your girlfriend that that'll be interesting conversation starter but yeah, no, uh, just Google like Amazon find a wish list. If you type in her name and it comes up, it's a moot point. You can find it. But yeah. Um, that's my the other thing. My... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, well, did, did you see me on there? No. I, I, wanted, I was kind so of. So I probably have a. I think I have one that's private, but there should be one of on my Amazon Author Connect page. Now I'm going to look up Dave. Uh, <laughs> Dave's <laughs> not on there. Gift. <laughs> Friend of the podcast, Dave. I was going to see what I could get him on Amazon. No. Yeah, no, but no, I mean, that's the thing. If you find it on there, like, like I said, you can just type in my name if you want and you could get me a gift if you want listeners. Um, if a listener did get me something on here, I would be, I would be charmed for sure. Um, I'm going to delete this item though, cause I bought it for myself the other day. Now that I'm remembering, now that we're talking about an Amazon wishlist, now I'm distracted. Are you editing your list while you're doing the podcast? <laughs> Yeah, because I, bu- I bought myself a power bank, but a different one that was on my wishlist. And I'm like, I should. Oh, what? A power bank. So you, what's that? So it basically stores uh, charges for your phone, and so oh, instead of like plugging in your phone throughout the day, you can just plug it into a power bank, and then you can oh, charge. like a portable battery. Yeah, basically, yeah. 
Oh, okay. I have one of those. Okay. Yeah. Us older folk call them portable batteries. <laughs> probably the ones you had to carry around were probably like 50 pounds, too. <laughs> Back in the day. I'm Back not that in old. the day. <laughs> All right. Well, best of luck, Kyle. And let us know how it goes. Again, mailbag at 3ingernerds.com. Uh, I have to say, it's such a joy to talk to you. This is so much fun. We always have fun. That's the thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, we don't get too caught up on semantics or anything like that. We just have a great time. So. We, just, we just argue afterwards. No, exactly. no, we don't. We really don't. <laughs> we WrestleMania it out afterwards. No, I'm just kidding. Yep. All right, last emails <laughs> from Evan. Evan says, Nerds, a year ago I broke up with this girl I was seeing. She moved out of my place. I had a buddy of mine over the day she did it, so I had some support when she left. When she left, she backed right into his car and damaged the bumper. A year later, he finally contacts her to get a fix. Apparently, they started to hang out after. Uh, yesterday, he messaged me to inform me that they are going on a date in a few days. I replied back that I respected him for telling me that but that I will be taking a step back from him being from being his friend. I wished him luck and with her and stop replying. My friend and I have talked, gamed, gotten drinks throughout the year. He knows I still have feelings for her, but nonetheless, he's taking her out. Did I do anything wrong? Should I, how should I respond to this, Evan? So I think you're protecting yourself and that's completely okay. Uh, yeah, he waited a whole year to get his bumper fixed. Uh, that's, that's a little suspicious to me. Um, I don't think you did anything wrong. Um, it, he helped you out when when you guys were breaking up, and mm-hmm. it's been a year, and you still have feelings for her, but he still asked her out. So I understand you wanting to take some distance. I think you handled it in a really classy way. So I think other people may not have been so classy, but I'm glad that you took the high road. Um, and you you said you know thanks for telling you and that you were gonna um, take a step back and you wish him luck and and then you stopped replying. I would just back off of it for a while, just not talk to him for a while. Uh, maybe start going out with some of your other friends or get involved with some other stuff. But you don't owe him anything because he's disclosed this. Um, you may be feeling like that that oh well he was nice enough to tell me I should make effort. No, you don't have to talk to him right now. Yep. I think that's totally okay. And maybe with time you'll feel better about it. Maybe this, maybe they're going to go out and nothing will happen up. But um, if you don't want to talk to them again, that's okay too. I think that you are totally in control of the situation and you can do whatever you want. And it's going to be okay. Yeah. Um, there's nothing wrong with you wanting to protect your heart at this time. Yeah. I feel like it's a case of everyone did everything they should have and still no one's happy and not everyone's happy. That's sadly, and 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 there are going to be chances like that. There are going to be times like that that you do, yeah. And and feelings are going to get hurt, and that unfortunately, that's just part of life. Yeah, Um, because here's the thing: you you mentioned here um, that you know that he came to you and told you that he was going on a date with her, which in my mind is very respectful of him because he didn't have to, but he's obviously trying to be transparent with you and telling you what exactly is going on. Um, now I'm not trying to be the dick here, but I'm going to probably come across <laughs> as being a dick. They're going on a date, a date. And you've said you're backed away. What if this date doesn't go well? What if they hate each other? You know, like, <sighs> 
I understand your response, Evan, but I really, I mean, you don't know if they're going to even like each other. What if they go on a date and they're throwing the spaghetti at each other midway through the dinner? Like, you don't know. I, If it were me, I would have waited until after the date to see if it really goes well. I mean, it, there's nothing saying that you have to stick around it and, and, you know, do anything. But, I mean, maybe, you you know, if, if this guy's a friend, maybe you could have waited to see how it all goes. And I'm not saying you did anything wrong either because, I mean, ultimately at the end of the day, you decided to back away from your friendship with this person. But, I mean, is there anything wrong with you maybe just saying, hey, I, you know... Let's see how it goes because I've got friends who are like I've even encountered this myself where my friends say hey I want to date your ex and I'm always, and they're like being super respectful and maybe I'm in the same boat where I'm like ah oh, this isn't this isn't really cool of them but I'll just be like sure go on your date and then you know uh, chances are is they'll go on a date and they might not even like each other so you know uh, I feel like maybe the response is a little extreme but I mean at the same time I can understand why you got to that point um I mean maybe it might be worth checking in and seeing if they're still going out because if they're not going out then I mean yeah I mean again your friend was respectful enough to tell you and I mean I don't know if it's really worth breaking up a friendship over or something like this but again it's ultimately up to you and where you're at but uh I I feel like there's a couple layers to this. I think the bigger issue is that he waited a year to contact her about the bumper. So it sounds a little premeditated, like like your friend wanted to come up with a reason to meet up with her, which mm. maybe that hurts more than them going out on a date. Well, that, that he was maybe pursuing a relationship. And then what else might be painful is that he saw how things went down when she left and he still wants to go out with her, which it has been a year. Um, and yeah, credit to him for telling you. So I, it feels like it's, it's the, the layers of feelings are more than just her, him going out on a date. I feel like a bigger part of this is that he pursued her and and they've been hanging out for a while so i don't know if this is like they've been on a date or hang, hang are they hanging out in quotation marks or are they hang so um i i get the impression evan that you think this they've gone on one date yeah so that's my impression but no and here's the thing I don't you're saying that... no you think it's been one date and that he really wanted his bumper fix <laughs> yeah and you... I mean, also to, is this even a date or maybe is this like, maybe the girl, maybe he feels bad or I don't know. Like it just, it seems like they're, it's very. So what, so let me ask you this. So now that we understand that we get along. So, so what are the, what percent chances that you think that he went to her? I feel like I'm judge Judy. So he went to her a year later and said, Hey, um, it's been a year. I like to get my bumper fixed. What are the chances that he actually contacted her because of a bumper? Or do you think that there is an ulterior motive there? Or maybe not an ulterior motive, but he just wants to meet up with her. Do you There's, think he really wanted to get his bumper fixed? Yes. But maybe what I'm imagining is that maybe he didn't want to address the bumper right away because of the awkwardness with the between the uh, two of them. Like maybe he thought 
eh, is it really worth getting involved with this after everything that's gone down? And then maybe, uh, you know, after a while, people are like, dude, get your fucking buck bumper fixed, you know? And maybe now he's <laughs> like, and maybe now he's like, you know what? I'm done with, um, I don't care about the awkwardness. I have to deal with this um, broken bumper. And now he's like getting around to it. Also too, I'm not going to discount the fact that we don't know how old this person is, but depending on the age, they could be like master procrastinators. I mean, at a certain age, you just procrastinate on a ton of things. So I'm so also not. Evan should be angry with his friends that told his friend, you need to get your bumper fixed a year later. So, so Evan has displaced his anger out of the people that told him, yeah. get your bumper fixed. Well, just So Evan, we solved your whole problem. I feel like there's a lot of this is probably just, and, and not, again, I'm maybe making a judgment here on your age, which is probably not good of me to do. But I'm like, but I'm thinking like it's probably just some young people just just being like, hey, you know, like I feel like this is getting a little out of hand, and maybe it might be worth being the better person and just saying, hey, you know what? Yeah, but you know what? I also feel like you also have been a bit of a better man and just admitting that it bothers you and you want to just mm-hmm. step away. But it's, you know, I'm also like, yeah, what if this? What if these people just get together and they end up never even seeing each other again? Like, there's, there's a chance. I've had that happen too. Like, and maybe I'm coming from personal experience on this one a little more than usual, just because I've had friends be like, oh, Kurt, what if I want? I want to date this person. How do you feel? And I'll just, I used to get bothered by that because I used to think, oh man, like, you know can't he just go find another fish in the sea or something but now i'm at like i've seen it happen where they'll say well you know i would really like uh, to meet this person and then i'll be like man go go ahead <laughs> i mean you guys might not even enjoy each other after like the first course so i, I think know. it depends on how it ended though yeah i think that's a big part of it is how did you guys end with it's just this isn't it was a mutual mess isn't gonna work out or it, it, when Evan writes that he had his friend there when his girlfriend moved out, it sounds like it might have been kind of rough. I mean, that I think it's great that you had support, but I think also it sounds like it was kind of a heartbreak. So mm. I think that's a little different when it's a mutual agreement that, hey, this relationship course versus mm-hmm. something went down and that's why they broke up. There might yeah. be some unresolved stuff going on. So, but I, I can see, I, I see your point of view too. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, I could see you going either way on this. That's the funny thing mm-hmm. is I don't think there's a right or wrong, wrong, right or wrong way of doing this. Um, but I'm just thinking at the end of the day, you know, maybe to preserve a friendship, it might be worth maybe just holding off and seeing i mean if they really are still together you know a while later you know then maybe yeah you might want to say well you know this is not something i want i can really stand by anymore but if i mean they go on a date and they don't end up seeing each other again then the end of the day this person walks away without a relationship and without a friend and i mean despite whatever maybe you know uh reservations you may have is that something that you know you feel comfortable with um and not to say i'm again i'm not trying to deter you either but i'm just thinking trying trying to be pragmatic here you know it might be worth maybe holding off and seeing you know how exactly everything kind of falls into play but that's just me um well i also look at too what's the nature of your relationship with this friend is this a friend that 
It sounds like he's a pretty good friend if he was there when you guys split up and she moved out. Yeah. Uh, it, has this been a pattern with your friend that you've noticed that there are some things that just don't feel right to you in your friendship with them? Mm -hmm. So maybe this was a last straw kind of situation. Yeah. Um, but if your friend has been a pretty stand-up guy, um, yeah, I mean, I do give him credit for contacting you because quite a few people wouldn't do that. Now, again, that doesn't mean that you're going to be totally okay with it. That doesn't make it, you know, all right for someone. I think it really depends on what your view is of it. But again, I, I look at the relationship overall. Are you guys the kind of friends that, that you thought you guys would be together no matter what as friends and you could lean on him for stuff? I mean, obviously, again, he was with you during a pretty emotionally, sounds like, draining time. Mm -hmm. uh, is it worth it to kind of go, you know what? This is not a personal thing, even though it feels personal. And it's been a year. And yeah, this may not have been what you preferred them to do. But... You know, it's happened. So is this a good friend of yours or is this somebody that you're like, you know what, this string of stuff done. So yeah. it really depends too on the nature of your relationship. Yeah. And again, I don't think like I should reiterate. I don't think there's either there's a wrong or right way of doing any of this. I, it really just ultimately comes down to like, what are you comfortable with? So uh, I think that's it for this week. Okay. We ended on a real humdinger of a of a question so but everything's gonna be all right for evan i just want to give evan some encouragement that goes for you all are, of our you are, are are far from the first person that has ever happened to yeah i'll just say that exactly it's um, happened to a lot of people exactly um you know and i really do hope that you know wherever you lie you know you find you know what you're looking for maybe you know yeah you got to find a new friend in life and maybe you got to find it you know better comfort uh elsewhere but these things happen sometimes so <laughs> all right uh that's it for nerds in love this week as always you can find uh stephanie over at stephaniesarkis.com and uh, you can go buy her book gaslighting over uh, on amazon there or wherever you buy books I even have a copy, which I'm going to read down in Mexico. You got uh, a copy? I yeah. think you told me. Yeah. Oh, the, thank you. The funny thing is, is I meant to, well, I've been, I thought I had a copy and then I didn't. And then it was a whole thing because I ended up having $10 in American Amazon credit that I couldn't use because I'm Canadian. So it was just sitting in this account. And this lovely person on Amazon, who I can't remember her name, but she was very kind. She found a way for me to use that $10 Amazon US credit to buy the book. So we were, I was in a chat with her for probably 30-ish minutes and we finally got resolved. And she was even like, this looks like an interesting book. And I'm like, it is. I know the- Oh, you're kidding. Are you serious? Really? Yeah. yeah. Aww. She was like, what is the item you wish to purchase? I will temporarily convert your account over to an Amazon US account so you can make this purchase. And then I sent her the link to it. And she's like, this seems like a real interesting book. So it was a 30 minute process, but I ended up with Steph's book and it's on my e-reader now ready to be read in Mexico. So. Oh, that's right. I knew this cause you're going to, you're going to read it on your, on your trip. Yeah. That's the great thing about traveling. I used to bring with me like physical books and now I have like, um, my Friday the 13th, uh, nonfiction book, which I'm excited to read as well as Steph's book and, 
a book a book called the yellow king which i don't know i didn't even realize i had it i just loaded it up and it was there so i'll re have to read that i have no idea what it's about but it's on my e-reader for some reason so i'm very interested to hear your take on uh, after you read the gaslight book and the friday the 13th book how those two kind of may go together and i think we talked a little bit about that before yeah that quite a few characters in literature movies have a history of being gaslighted or being gaslighters we were yeah we were talking about like it might be mm -hmm. interesting to dissect uh fictional characters from a you know mental health perspective uh that actually could right. be a really interesting podcast so and i think you sent me the article about someone wrote an article mary poppins being a sociopath yeah 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 all, so. these, all these things are pretty pretty great so yep. yeah so. well that's that's it for this week we'll see you all next week uh bye for now bye